Hello and welcome to Journeys in Grace. My name is Pastor Eric Hubbard, and thank you for joining us on another segment of this journey as we study the Word of God. Last week, we began our talk, or rather continued our talk, on grace foundations and God's love for us. And today, we're going to talk about, uh, continue talking about grace foundations, but we're going to venture into about the real you or how God sees us. And before we begin, let me give you two ways of joining of uh, joining with us or contacting us. First, by email at pastoreric523 at gmail.com. Again, pastoreric523 at gmail.com. Or you can uh, write us at Pastor Eric, Post Office Box 4473, Marietta, Georgia, 30061. Again, Pastor Eric, Post Office Box 4473, Marietta, Georgia, 30061. Let's begin our lesson today, and we're going to start out in the book of 1 Thessalonians. This is in the New Testament, and we're going to be in the fifth chapter. We'll start reading the 23rd verse. And I just want to wrap up, i just bring you up with a little summary of what we talked about last week, about God's love for us. And really, when we talk about how God sees us, we have to also, I want to, that's why we started out with um, how, how God loves us. For many times, we hear things in the media, we hear uh, we hear noise from friends or from uh, uh, kinswomen or men or women or uh, husbands or wives or even even been in our past where we heard words, could have been damaging words, could have been encouraging words. But whatever that communication was, it had an effect on you because it built an image. An image is just a reflection. It, it not could not necessarily be what you think it is. You know, I could have a sock puppet. And, you know, you, you all know if you've ever seen those, but where we've seen those with sock puppets, they would put them in the in, in front of a light and they could use their hand to, to reflect the bird or reflect a peace sign or any many different things. But that was an image that was being reflected. And we, too, have had images reflected upon us. In other words, somebody else's opinion, opinion they could have told us we were stupid. They could have told us that uh, we'll never accomplish anything that uh you know that that uh, you know can say why are you here why what do you think you're doing here all those are built up images by saying i'm not worthy i'm not good enough i'm not uh i don't look good enough or uh, i'm too big i'm too small i'm too short i'm too tall all of these things build images but they're images of defeat but they're wrong images when you're speaking about a child of god for we are over overcomers and what our reality must be is what the word of God says, not by what we've heard. You know, you're not um, you're not a, a divorcee forever. You're not a widow or widower forever. You're not an ex-con forever. You're not an alcoholic or an ex uh, uh, an ex-alcoholic forever or recovering alcoholic. You can be an overcomer if you will learn how to to speak God's word rather than the words that have been reflected over you. And so that's where I want to concentrate on today as we go into the scriptures and as we study the word of God, because it's important first that we know that God loves us. There are many, as I said prior, that have this image of God as being a revengeful God, a hateful God, a punishing God, a God that uh, has no heart for his children, although many will they acknowledge, well, there is a God, but I just don't believe he's a God for me. So when they say those things, 
that tells me that the the image of God, the reality of God, let's put it that way, the reality of God of what they know, what God is and what's been reflected to them are wrong. Again, many have that image of that, that old man, uh, that ancient man in the heavens with a, a, a lightning bolt in his hand or, you know, he's he's pointing a, a accusatory finger at them saying, yes, you're guilty. And true enough, sin does has brought guilt upon all of us. And that was on upon the whole world at the sins of Adam. But what satisfied God and what changed what he sees us as, God sees the whole world as being forgiven. The whole world. If you'll go to the book of St. John, it said that Christ died for all men. All men, all men have the gift of forgiveness placed before them. The issue is, Will they receive Christ as the Son of God? Will they receive this gift of, of salvation? Or will they say within themselves, either I don't need it, that's I'm I'm good, I'm I'm good how I stand, or I'm not worthy of it. Or really, as I've said another time, that many have made a God of themselves. So why even why pray? Because only thing I'm gonna do is my soul is gonna, my spirit is gonna leave my body, and then I'll go either to the next life. I'll just go into oblivion, into some place never to be heard from again. But I want to tell you today, and, and if I don't establish anything in your heart, or you don't remember anything that I said, Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He came, he lived, and he died a sinless life. He was crucified, rose again on the third day, and by, with his death, he satisfied every every accusation, every sin, everything that you could imagine that's evil was placed upon Christ on that cross. He took everything upon himself so that we will be no longer blameless. What he deserved was to be recognized as Lord and as King and as the Son of God. But what he took, what he received was all of the sins of man. Any evil, um, uh, uh, a vicious thing that you could imagine was placed upon Christ on that throne, on that cross, rather. But, but, but as far as we're concerned, what we deserve, we deserved hell. Because the Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And we'll read that over in Romans uh, third chapter, around the, around the 23rd verse. All have sinned and come short of the glory. Because we all possessed these, the, 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 uh, the seed of Adam in us because we were born of him. We all came from that one man. But I want to tell you today, I, I come from the second Adam, and that Adam is Jesus Christ, the righteous, the son of the most high God. And today we're going to talk again about how God sees us, or the real you. Now going to uh, the book of First Thessalonians, fifth chapter, 23rd verse. And, and this is Paul talking to the Thessalonian church. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray your whole spirit, your whole soul and body be preserved blameless until the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, this is important because we are more than what we see. Actually, your body is just temporary. This body, whether you're, well, whatever you think of your body, where you have good thoughts or you're just neutral or, you know, you think, oh, I wish I was taller, shorter and all of the other things that you could say. 
it's temporary. And as I said before, none of us come into this world and if you spend any time on it, you won't leave the same way you came. All of us are going to bear some type of marks or wounds or scars if you live in this life. But what we are, um, we are more than just this body. We have a soul, which is our, uh, which is our mind, will, and emotion. That's what our soul is. But we also have a spirit. We were born with the spirit of Adam. But when we become a believer, we get God's spirit. We have the spirit of God. Every believer has the spirit of God. Now, we don't have a spirit, but we have the spirit of God residing on the inside of us. And what we have to do now is to have our mind renewed. As Romans, uh, the 12th chapter talks about that, uh, it said, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So for us to have and get an understanding about what God says about us, but uh, but and also how he looks at us, we have to now take the image of what God says and, and overlay it and let that be a transformation by consuming the word of God. By And that's where our work is. Our work as believers, one of the works rather, if what that we have to do as believers is to consume the word and believe the word. And we know as you go on and progress in the body of Christ and grow in your knowledge of God, that faith without works is dead. But first, we have to be a receiver of God. And as I said last week, we have to be a professional receiver from the blessings that come uh, with the grace of God that God has given to us. What is grace? Not only is God's uh, favor, unearned uh, favor that he gave us, but his grace is also power. And most of all, grace is Jesus Christ. For Ephesians says, we are saved by faith through, we're saved by grace through faith. And that none of ourselves is the gift of God. Well, what is the gift of God? Jesus Christ is the gift of God. So when we accept grace, we accept Christ. And so we hear in, uh, and as we're reading here in the book of Ephesians of 5.23, it talks about that we are spirit, we are soul, and we are body. And what God what God interacts with is he interacts with our spirit. And you can, if you could ever, as you begin to, your mind begin to be transformed. And remember, that transformation can easily be thought of as like uh, all of us have read or heard or seen a butterfly that uh, that goes through the metamorphosis from uh, being a larvae. And that larva goes into a cocoon. And over time, it changes. And you know, what could have been an ugly, you know, some people uh, say it's a worm, but it's not a worm. It's a larvae. And when that larvae changes, it develops wings. It develops antennas. It gets, it's many, sometimes it's multicolored. And when it comes out, it's a beautiful butterfly. Some which can fly hundreds of thousands of miles. And what, but what I'm talking about today is that metamorphosis that took over that, 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 that happened to that uh, butterfly is the same thing that happens to a new believer. Your mind changes. I know when we read the scriptures at times, it talks about how that we are a new creature. Well, that new creature came because when you get saved, and you, you could get saved to, right now, but when this broadcast ends, you say the sinner's prayer, and you accept Christ as your Savior, you are changed. You, your old man passes away. And the new man comes within you. But if you look in the mirror 
after you said, after you become gloriously saved and you are sealed for eternity with the spirit of God. And when you do this, when you look in the mirror, you'll have the same eyes. You'll be the same weight. You'll be the same height. You'll be the same color. All of these things will be there. But what is different is you will have a new spirit. Let's go now to the book of uh, 2 Corinthians, 5th chapter, 17th verse. 2 Corinthians 5.23, and it reads, Paul talking to the Corinthian church. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, it's any man, man or woman, he is a new creature. And that's what I wrote. That's what I uh, spoke about a few, few seconds ago. And that new creature is your spirit. Your soul doesn't change immediately when you get saved. Your, your, your outside man doesn't change immediately when you get saved. But what changes is the spirit. And this is what God sees. That's why God can be satisfied with you. He's pleased with you. I'm talking about when you you just came off the high. You could be you could have been high last night. You could have been high an hour ago, five minutes ago. You could have been drunk out of your mind, uh, tore up from the floor up, as we used to say in, in, in back in the day. But when you receive Christ, you are a new creature, and at that moment, God is pleased with you. Not because you're going to live a perfect life from that moment on, but it's because. He sees now, he sees Christ in you. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you now. The spirit of God is in you. And that spirit that's in you, that came from God, is perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Your spirit doesn't need anything. But what has to change is your mind, which is your mind, will, and emotion. All of those things change by us reading the word of God, by us studying and meditating on it, and just letting the word do that change on the inside of us. And when your mind aligns with your spirit, now there is a majority that's going for God. There is a majority that when you desire to walk in the spirit, and one of the ways of walking in the spirit, one aspect of walking in the spirit is that we're obedient to all of the God that we know. You know, we don't do those things that we used to do because I'm not saying the work save you, but I am saying there is a change. The more you learn about God, the more holier you will become. Not because you're, 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 uh, uh, you're looking to do this and do what you're doing. Yes, because the, the, uh, the regeneration of your spirit, the regeneration of your soul, brother, which will align with your spirit, it will cause you to stop doing the evil things you used to do. It will cause you to want to uh, be in alignment and just enjoy the love and the and the fellowship of God. You won't want to displease Him, because we uh, that 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 soulish man, that man that that used to, or that woman that used to want to do those other things, those desires leave you as you come into the knowledge of God. And see, what God wants is the inside man. There's a whole lot of people that get saved. You know, they, they dress right. You know, they, they clean themselves up, which is good. You know, they come out of this and come away from that, which is good. But coming out of the club and coming out of the, uh, you know, uh, uh, leaving the drug house is good on its own. Yes, that's a good thing. That's a good, those are good moral things to do. But what's better is that change that only Jesus can do on the inside man or on the inside woman where you know without a shadow of a doubt, I am saved, I am now a new creature, 
and I have fellowship with a God that loved me all along. As we said last week, that while we were yet sinners, God didn't love us when we got, when we, uh, uh, when, the day we got saved. He loved you before then. His mercy was there. The Bible says his mercies are renewed every day. Every day you are, God overflows you with his mercy. He overflows you with his, with his love because God wants you. He, the Bible says he desires that all men come to repentance, that all men be saved. And this is what Paul is saying here. He says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. That new soul is on, new spirit rests on the inside. Old things are passed away. That old spirit it gets, gets booted out. And behold, all things become new. Amen. So now let's go on. Let's go on a little more and let's read some more about how God sees you. Let's go now to the book of 2 Corinthians. It's going to be 2 Corinthians um, 6 chapter. Let me get there. 2 Corinthians 6 and again, verse 17. 2 Corinthians 6 and 17. And again, Paul is talking to the New Testament church. And this is what he said. Let's go back a little bit. 1 Corinthians, I'm sorry, 1 Corinthians 6 chapter and the 14th verse. We're going to read 14 through 17. And it says, God has both raised up the Lord and will also raise us up by his own power. And that power that God will not only raise up us up on this earth, God wants us to now to bring heaven to earth. The prayer that he gave us in the book of Matthew in the seventh chapter, he says, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, in earth as it is in heaven, meaning the will of God be done on this planet. The will of God be done in my house, in my neighborhood, in my district, in my city, as God moves through me. And therefore, when I let the word of God have free course in me, and I and as the word of God helps me to shed those things, which are uh, those weights, the Bible says, that, that are so easily beset me, that putting away unforgiveness, putting away bitterness, putting away evil, putting away hatred, putting away uh, bigotry, putting away uh, uh, those those evil uh, lusts that the Bible calls them uh, hurtful and useful lusts, those things that we know that wants to attach themselves to us. And we said, no, that's not the life that I want to live. You can live. If that's your choice. You live it. But I'm my desire is to follow Christ and that the word of God will have free course in me and that I can enjoy Jesus, that I can walk freely, that I can enjoy that which God, this fellowship which I now have. And this is what God wants to have with every believer. He wants to have fellowship with you. He And what fellowship means, he wants to come and sup with you. What we would call supper. He wants to dine with you. He wants to uh, uh, sit down with you. He wants to, um, in your quiet time, as you read the word, he wants to speak to you and lead and guide you through his Holy Spirit. The Bible says, uh, in the St. John 14, uh, 14 and 16, when he talks about the comforter, that's the spirit of God, not a spirit, but the spirit of God that wants to lead, guide, and instruct you in all things of God. So he says, know ye not that your bodies are the members of Christ. And he's now he's talking about the natural body. And then shall I take the members of Christ and make them the members of an harlot? God forbid. 
again, he's talking. What Paul is talking about now is that you got a new, you got a, a new spirit. Your 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 mind, your will, and emotions being transformed by the word of God. So he says, "Why are you uh, letting the, letting your flesh dominate you?" This is what the apostle is saying. Don't be dominated by the things of the flesh. He's talking about this this outer man, this man which can be controlled or which can be dominated. When you go to the word of God and you fellowship with the Lord, then again, these evil things will begin to drop off of you. No, it doesn't take the preacher beating you with the word of God every week. You evil, you sorry, you this, you that, you know, there's a time for correction. But the wisdom of God is kind and gentle and will come. It comes from above. It's a it's a it's a uh, it's a it's a correction that God can do. And speak to your very spirit and tell you, no, that's not the way I want you to go. This is not this is not a good decision. You went this way last time and it didn't work out very well. Won't you won't you reconsider? See, that's the Holy Spirit talking to you. That's the Holy Spirit. And, you know, you're feeling unease, you know, when you're getting ready to go somewhere, or, you know, just hang out with friends. And I'm not even talking about going to the club. And, you know, we already know that if you've been saving any time or another. You know what goes on there. It's just the meat market. And you don't want that for your future husband or future wife, for that's what they saw you as, as the only thing they saw you. This all, I'm a, they, I, they see you as somebody that, you know, I'm going to use this person, this man or this woman for a certain amount of time, and then I'm going to go on to the next one. But what Paul is saying here, he's talking to the uh, men of his church. He said, look, you are born again. You are a new creature. Why are you lowering yourself that you would now unite with someone who, who's, who's God is the enemy. What did Paul say in the end of that 15 verse? God forbid. Yes, grace, grace will lead you to living holy, holier than you ever did when you are, when we have that performance, when we serve that uh, God's going to get you, God. God's going to get you. God's going to get you. Everything you did, God's going to get you. You went to visit, went to visit your, your, uh, your in-laws. God's going to get you. You go to the family reunion. God's going to get you. Just stay in our little, you know, back in the day, we stayed in our little group, in our little spot. And how, why do you need the, the light to shine in a house that already has light? What I'm saying is, that's when we should, by, by, uh, by instruction of God and by and carrying ourselves, not so high and mighty that we can't be, uh, we can't be, we can't feel and see others around us, we have to go out in the world in order to affect the world. The scripture says that we are the light of the world, the city that's set upon a hill, cannot be hid. But if we don't go out in the world, if we don't let our light shine, if we don't go, and I'm not talking about going to those places where you know God did not instruct you to go, but when he leads us there, he wants us to come in with love and kindness. Scripture says, with Jesus said, with love and kindness have I drawn them. With love and kindness have I drawn thee. Love. What's love? Love is the passion of God to that all men would come to him. Wishing that none would perish. This is how God sees us. He sees us as a light. Not and you see, when you when you first get saved, Satan tell you, oh, you don't have anything. You 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 know you don't you won't last a week. <laughs> uh, look at you. You won't have any friends that now. 
you're going to be all by yourself. And then as you grow and study the word of God and things begin to change in your life, now he'll tell you, well, you know what? You shouldn't hang around. Why are you going to hang around with them? Because that's where the fruit is. That's where I, I've got you. We've got to go where, where, where we can affect the world. But let's read on now. He says, 16th verse, what? Know you not that he which is joined to the harlot is one body, for two shall be one flesh. And again, God's telling the men of their day that, look, you are a new creature. And he's saying the same to us. And not just talking about going to the prostitution. How now you got porn on, t- on, the, uh, on the internet, it's on television, it's on the phone, all of anywhere you want to turn. And not just that, it's anything that will separate you from God is an idol. And you can make pornography an idol. You can make your children an idol. Where you won't obey God, they're taking you, you know, where you used to go and worship the Lord on a, on a Sunday or on a Wednesday, whatever the case may be. And you would enjoy your your uh, your church and, you know, you participated. Now uh, you don't have time for it. That's a God. But 17th verse where I'm going to, it says, but he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. What God sees us as is sons and daughters. He sees us as united with him. God doesn't see you as a stepchild. He doesn't see you as, well, you know, I just deal with them. No. You are a royal priesthood. You are the called out one. You are the ecclesia. That's what's called the called out. When God called you, he called you for a purpose. And that's why we've read so many times in Jeremiah 29, 29, 11, God says, I know the thoughts I have for you. God's just telling us today, I know and I want you to know I love you. I don't see your failures. I break you up. I encourage you. I'm pushing you forward. Declare what I have spoken of your life. Declare that you are the righteousness of God. Declare that you are the saved and the healed and that you are, that prosperity reigns in your home. Declare that you are promoted. Declare these things. Declare that, you know what, Lord? I am I am the, the one that God called me for such a time as this. And whatever he called me for, I submit myself to hearing your word, to doing your will, and allowing you to shine through me. Let's go on now. We get ready to close out today to the book of Romans. We're going to go to the book of Romans. Uh, let's go to, I'll make sure I get the right, get the right scripture here. <clears throat> this is Romans 3.22. It says, for even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ unto all, and upon all them that believe, for there is no difference. 23 says, for all have sinned, this is Romans 5, 23, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. He says, being justified freely. Again, we are all, every believer, God sees you just as if, I'm breaking that word justified, that you never sin because of Christ in our life, because we have the spirit of God, that we are the called out ones. We are the chosen ones. We are the ones that God said live and not die. God says live and not die. God said that you are more than a conqueror. The earthly conqueror reigns until one comes stronger than he or one stronger than she. The heavyweight champion of the world, he he can be the champ for 10, 15, 20 years. But there will come a day when one is stronger, faster, bigger, and then he will be pushed aside and another conqueror will come, 
another champion will come. But we know that we serve the eternal champion. And his name is Jesus Christ, the righteous. And he is our Lord. He is our savior. And he's given us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. God sees you as a winner. God, I don't care what state you're in. I don't care what you did last night, this afternoon. I don't care how you acted up. Don't run from God when you fall, but run to him. His arms are open and stretched out wide. He says, come unto me, all you that are laden and are heavy, burdened and laden and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Come to the arms of God. Let him be a blessing to you. Let him love you. Let him love on you. And so show you who he really is. And let him show you the great love because he knows who you are. He knows the real you, that real you, that is a warrior, that real you who is strong, that real you who is who, who, who is a lover of him. That's a good mom. It's a good dad. As a strong and a, 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 a knowledgeable grandmother, a knowledgeable grandfather that has dreams for your children and your grandchildren, that going to college that's, that's in high school, that's in middle school, and wants to make a difference. God is there with you. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I'll be with you to the end of the world. I pray that this message has been something to you today. And I pray in this hour and time, God, we thank you for everyone to listen to this message. As they, as they repent of their sins, you said, did any man come unto me? You will know I was cast out. We claim their soul for heaven. And we pray, God, that they pray the sinner's prayer. And you hear them. Join us again as we meet again in Journeys in Grace.